humans, welcome to Palin' Around, the official Uppercut podcast. Here we'll be focusing on video games, fandom, pop culture, and how they all interact through the internet. My name is Caitlin, and joining me is actually neither half of the Curse Mark Ruffalo fan club, um, but instead, my BB Kayla. Hello. Hello. Um, our other, our other uh, hosts have... Hi, Kayla. <laughs> Hi. Our other... I didn't know you were actually in here. I'm really sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm here. I'm like a a little ghost. Kayla's just vibing. I like ghosts. <laughs> just vibing. Just always. Vibin'. Just a vibing ghost. Um, yeah. It's Jess is sick. Monty had to work, so uh, we're we're oper- I think this is the first just Kayla and Caitlin podcast on Uppercut, actually. Um, so go us. But um, we are also joined by two very special guests to help us out with this topic of the show today. Uh, joining us is a returning guest and friend of the site and show, uh, Dia Lucina. Hello. What's up? How's it going, Dia? It's going all right. Yeah? I can't complain. Yeah. I'm tired, but, you know, I just got back from Rite Aid. Hell yeah. <laughs> they said, they said, they said, look, if you're waiting in line, observe social distancing. We put tapes to make it easy for you on the floor. Which was kind of cool. Yeah, I kind of wish I had to go to a Kaiser office to get my dad's prescriptions, and um, they did not do anything like that. And I was like, that seems fucked up. But yeah, like I guess like I saw like in like Norway or something like that. They had they had marks on the floor, like for like they're like fuck you, stand here. <laughs> and uh, I guess whoever manages this right aid is on Twitter all day too. <laughs> And they were like, hey, that's a good idea. More places should do that. I've got masking tape in aisle four. <laughs> yeah, I feel like more people need to be doing that. I wish they all would. I went to Walgreens a couple days ago and I had like 12 children like breathing down my neck in the store in line. And it was it was really uncomfortable. And I was already. Maybe you shouldn't have taken <laughs> their Pokemon. <laughs> I know, but. You take the children's Pokemons away, they're gonna breathe down your neck. No, you should have, listen. You should have punted them, Kayla. They were like Fucking hovering over me, up. looking at my phone, like you got games. That's what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, also joining us, uh, before we get too far down this rabbit hole, we also have um shit, I'm actually gonna ask you, Santa, how do you pronounce your last name just so I say it right? Um Avedo. Avedo. Okay. As we are also it's like Portuguese. Okay. I will... It's okay. We know we're in the company of Gringas. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're also joined by uh, Santo Alvieda. Oh, God. I already immediately butchered that. <laughs> immediately. Immediately just fucked it up. You got to be like the, the, the one white girl I saw the other day that was like, Pappy? Oh, my God. Pappy? <laughs> I'm not that Pappy? I'm not that bad. I grew up in a Spanish-speaking household. I'm just I was about to say, white. Yeah. yeah. I'm just also white. <laughs> it's both. Both can be true. Um, how's it going, Zonto? Uh, Pretty good. Kind of whack, but it's good. Yeah. That's fair. I feel like that's a good, like, summary of just kind of <laughs> modern times. It's like, it's kind of whack. But, um, so we are all gathered here today to talk about Animal Crossing, because, uh, that's coming out this week. Uh, as the time oh. of people listening to this, it will be out. 
So I just pre-ordered my copy digitally. Nice. Um, I guess that's a good place to start. Um, are y'all? I mean, obviously, Santo just said that they're gonna play it. Um, are y'all looking to play New Horizons? Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah, because it's like there's been. It's like a combination of things. It's like a there hasn't been an Animal Crossing game in a long time which like I would like to play with friends B like I can't go I can't really go outside my house so it's like well there's a new Animal Crossing yeah. coming out I that's where I'm going to socialize with all of my friends who are also buying Animal Crossing yeah what about you Dia you're are you gonna play it no motherfuckers want to play Dark Souls <laughs> one two or three <laughs> on PlayStation 4 with me because they're all like PC assholes who decided I'm gonna get all these games on PC and play them on PC and I'm like can't play with me on PC, bitches. So, yeah, I had to get Animal Crossing <laughs> if I want to, like, visit people's islands. But, like, no, really, like, um, my partner Sarah, like, we we, we have the, the deep Animal Crossing bond. Um, and they were like, you just pre-ordered it, right? <laughs> Are you going to get a code? I, I didn't get a code. You didn't get a code? You're going to pre-order it, right? <laughs> so... I, we already decided, like, straight up, I was like, okay, look, you are going to be player number one for the island, and I'm just going to let you handle managing that shit, because I, I do not fucking care. <laughs> you want to build a river? Build a fucking river. I do not care. I... As long as, as, long as my, my boy Sprocket <laughs> gets on the island. I don't know anything about Animal Crossing because I've really never played. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Um, yeah, that's the big reveal. I've never played Animal Crossing. Um, I was telling Kayla on the call earlier before y'all hopped on, and I guess I'm just going to out myself. Um, I find Animal Crossing to be very unnerving. Um, <laughs> the like pleasantness of it all makes just gives me like really hardcore, like fucking Pleasantville Twilight Zone vibes. And I just don't like it. This is where everyone is fucking wrong. Animal Crossing really isn't that pleasant. I, like, I believe you. As someone who's not it is, super like, versed in it, I just, like, I don't like, know. It just okay. gives me bad vibes, dude. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take a moment. Can I take a moment? Yes. Because I just remembered that Ooh, the Ooh Games oh, yeah. article. Oh, no. Where, like, we decided that, um, like, Katamari and... Wadham or Ooh games. Uh-huh. And like I feel like a lot of people would put Animal Crossing in that camp and no, Animal Crossing gets real dark. Yeah, I was um, reading something that when I was doing research earlier for the episode, I was reading an a Lee Alexander article from like 2013 on Kotaku where she was talking about how fucked up it is. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly the article. That was probably one of the first Lee Alexander pieces I ever read. Shout out to Lee. I love you, girl. All right, tell me, tell me about this article. I need to know okay, why. Because so I, I have I also... it pulled up still. I think. Oh no, I closed it because I'm dumb. Basically, it was like, um, there's a chicken named Goose who wants to eat turkey, and that's pretty fucked up. Um, there was also like something about it was like the Goofy situation where there's like sentient anthropomorphic animals but also like regular animals and like how that's kind of weird and fucked up uh-huh. 
Um, I'm trying to remember what the other one was. Oh, there was like, there's like the bear that's stitched together and like maybe haunted. And also, Wait, what? And yeah, also, isn't there like an inflatable villager or something like that? Yeah, that's the other one. There's like a there's like a rabbit that has like an inflatable like thing on the back of its head. Um, and like the codex entry for him or whatever says that he's full of hot air. So he's like not real, I guess, maybe. Um <laughs> uh, Y'all wanna talk to me about Tom Nook? I was about to bring Tom Nook up because when y'all are talking about like, you know, Animal Crossing getting dark and shit, I don't have too much knowledge on Animal Crossing, like the backstory and everything, but I hear people like shitting on Tom Nook a lot. And I, I only hear like the Twitter side of like capitalism and shit. Y'all want to, let's talk about that. Let me set up, Santo, I'm going to set up. The, the gist of like like the core of Animal Crossing for the GameCube and who Tom Nook is, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna let you take that away. Okay, you wrote the beautiful piece for me. So, in Animal Crossing, the premise is you are a human who is moving out uh, on their own, and you arrive at this village that's populated largely by animals, and you don't know anyone. You you meet, you know, a cat on the train that determines your gender and facial appearance based on some questions that you respond to. Um, If you say your name is cool, uh, you're a boy. If you say your name is cute, you're a girl. Ah, the two Um, genders. Yeah, (laughs) cute and cool, the two genders, Um, which, you know, what are you going to do? Like, anyway, Um, so you arrive in this town and you're like, it's like, your cat buddy's like, hey, you don't know anyone, but I know this guy, Tom Nook, and he will set you up. And so you go meet this Tanuki, Tom Nook, um, he's a raccoon dog, I don't know what Tanuki is, Google it. Um, and he's like, yeah, sure, we got houses, um, you can have a house, we'll set you up. And, you know, you've got to have a loan, but, you know, I'm not going to, you know, you got to repay me, but... I'm not going to charge you any interest, and I'm never actually going to ask you if you are going to pay me, because you can just tell me when you want to pay me. Um, but he he sets you up and in the Animal Crossing town, and yeah. So I did just look up a Tanuki? Tanuki? Yeah. Tanuki. Oh my god. They're so fucking cute. They're very real and very cute. Um, so Tom Nook doesn't sound like that much of a bad guy to me. Yeah, it's like so something that um I like to think about when I think about like Tom Nook is that like like all the stuff we were just talking about in for about Animal Crossing, like picking on Tom Nook is like the kind of evil thing in Animal Crossing is like very basic because like there's so many other things you could talk about with Animal Crossing that make it like uh, like not as pleasant a game as it uh, makes itself known for, um, and especially with Tom Nook, I think that it's this kind of idea that he is somehow controlling you. Like when people say that he's like a capitalist or a landlord, it's this notion that Tom Nook is apparently like controlling you, or like maybe like 
restricting your freedom when like that's not really the case like in the game itself because like what tom nook is doing is basically like setting up in the game so that you can like oh if you want to upgrade your home you have to like finish paying your loan and things like that other than that it doesn't really restrict much of the game as is um and i was actually having a very interesting conversation <laughs> um with my boyfriend today because we were talking about like capitalism as we always do um <laughs> and we were talking about how like especially in the states like the definition of freedom under capitalism is to be able to have the freedom to consume and to like buy anything and to just like have whatever you want and colonialism uh is like a type of freedom so when people uh in animal crossing they arrive and suddenly this local is like well you have to pay me eventually you don't have to ever pay me if you don't want to and suddenly they see that as like an infringement on their freedom to live in that town because like uh the kind of like dream freedom of under capitalism is that you just arrive somewhere and you can just kind of take whatever you want and like uh you shouldn't have to you know ask anyone for permission whether you want to take something or not um and that kind of like is fully blown in kind of way in like new horizons because now the concept is you don't arrive to a town you arrive to like a deserted island that you are terraforming um so that kind of adds a whole lay new layer to it um and it's also and the one thing that i, I actually spoke about this not too long ago at an event here but um it's also the notion that like players like to call Tomnook the landlord because they don't want to accept the fact that they're actually the landlord as the player uh because a landlord what they do is that they basically control uh your shelter they control where you live and like the only person that can actually evict someone in the game is you as the player because like you can actually harass other npcs or you can like uh block them or like uh put things in their way that prevent them from leaving their home and then they eventually just move out or like you go to the message city board and you write hate messages like oh, i hate you please leave Holy shit. um and then so actually the player takes on the role of the landlord but uh we like people who i don't know it's something that it's very much like a non-issue for me when people think that uh they're like mistaken to see tom nook as the villain when like he's just kind of there to help you out he's not there to be an inconvenience or to be like some kind of barrier you have to like overcome or defeat yeah i mean from the sounds of it he's just like kind of vibing <laughs> yeah like yeah like oh go ahead oh no i was just gonna say like he just kind of has an empty house and he gives you it and like how I like I tweeted earlier in the week it's like if, if there was like a plague happening Tom Nook would not ask you to pay your rent like he'd never ask you to pay your rent like he never expects anything from you um he's just kind of there mm -hmm. yeah like it's even thinking in terms of like just kind of gameplay terms of you know kind of barriers that you have to clear um you can play the entire game and never give oh, yeah. Tom Nook any money. Like, you can, I think I played for an entire year before I was like, oh, I could give you money and you could pay off my loan and you'll fix my, you know, my house to make it bigger. Because, like, that's the thing. It's like, even the, the barrier, 
when you clear the barrier with Tom Nook, it's you pay back your loan. Um, and then he's like, made your house bigger. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, you got another loan. But at the same time, it's like, you just keep getting more space from him. Right. It's it's never, there's no interest. There's no, you know, like you said, he doesn't come by and like harass you. Yeah. You know? No, he just wants to upgrade you. Like my my federal student loans harass me more than Tom Nook ever has across multiple games and multiple platforms and decades at this point. Yeah, like one time, <laughs> like I think it was like earlier in July, no January that um, I had like an outstanding fee to pay on like my driver's license, and it was like. $50 and like I was maybe like a week late or something because they never told me because they usually send me a letter that I have to pay but they never did so I had no idea that I actually had to pay and then they sent me another letter that was like if you don't pay by this point like we're gonna send you to collections for $50 and I'm like oh my god okay like Jesus <laughs> yeah and like I know a lot of people do the Tom Nook thing as a joke like it's like it's it's haha funny leftist Twitter comedy but in doing that, they then obfuscate, like, the actual kind of things that are mm-hmm. going on. Like, in New Horizons, um, I was just listening to Waypoint, and Gita Jackson describes literally going to a nameless, disposable island strictly to strip mine it. Yeah. For resources for her own island. And, like, I'm like, yo, What? Like, you're all mad about Tom Nook and Kill All Landlords and the game that you're all so hyped for and, like, want to escape into and, mm-hmm. like, love it and it's so friendly and that it's, like, a big warm hug literally re- kind of requires you to go strip mine an island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Reading her review and, like, listening to that conversation, um, this one definitely feels, like, Kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, like, the sinister vibes, like, this one feels very explicit in that. Yeah, I, I definitely I have some weird feelings about it, just because, like, it feels like Nintendo is pushing Tom Nook into this weird position um, by making Tom Nook, like, honestly, I could see Isabelle purely in this role more readily than I can see Tom Nook in the like Nook Miles, mm-hmm. Nook Travel Agency, Nook Colonization, you know, <laughs> Nook, the, the Tom Nook East India Corporation <laughs> is less likely than the Isabel version is to me. Um, and judging by the number of people on Twitter that want Isabel to be mommy, um, <laughs> yeah, um, people have already beaten me to that point. But you know, like when I think about like the Tom Nook landlord thing, you know, we miss the fact that Booker and Copper are fucking cops. Yeah. <laughs> like not even in the way like that's some cop shit, but no, they are literal fucking cops. And we always seem to like go after Tom Nook <laughs> and never Booker and Copper. Yeah, what is the criminal justice system in Animal Crossing like? <laughs> Well, like, there kind of isn't one. And, like, that's that's one of the things, though. That is an interesting point. Like, okay, you've got Booker and Copper, and they're, you know, a little gruff. Um, 
but ultimately their whole job is to kind of maintain the what like the town lost and found um and you know so you get this kind of like oh the police are gruff but they're friendly and they're there to help people and blah 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 and this kind of messaging whereas you know if tom nook is like if we accept that tom nook is a landlord if we accept that statement then we have to accept that there are landlords that um, will not evict you will maintain your property will expand your property and do maintenance and repairs and um, have your best interests at heart um, that they won't charge you interest that they won't worry about late payment or non-repayment um like that's that is the that is the world that Animal Crossing has to like you know we have to buy into is that you know this kind of quote landlord exists if Tom Nook is a landlord, but that also cops are good people who just want to reconnect you with lost items, <laughs> but also they don't really seem to care if it's your lost item or not. Um, because you could just walk up in there and just straight up just like like oh yo shit this hat looks dope I'm gonna take this hat take this little thing I don't know here it doesn't they don't give a fuck that it's Bob's hat <laughs> like oh you took Bob's hat Apollo's shirt they lost that but like you're gonna go walk around town wearing Bob's <laughs> hat and Apollo's shirt and everyone's cool like the cops are fine what <laughs> yeah and it's also like this weird. Like, because as the games progress, like, because the first Animal Crossing game that I played was City Folk for the Wii, and then I played uh, New Leaf, and, like, already between those two, there's, like, a big yeah, difference, because up until City Folk, you just were, like, another villager, you were just, like, another community member, versus then in New Leaf, like, you are now the mayor, so then you actually have, like, some control over the town, which is weird, because before it was all about kind of, like, just coming as a newcomer to the community and like kind of like contributing to the general like atmosphere of the town and like doing things for your home and like maybe growing plants and flowers and things like that and now in you if you're the mayor and you have to like decide like where what do you want to build and like how do you want to uh have the town looking and like what ordinances do you want to have and suddenly like your people work for you and like you're in charge of things which is has definitely like a weird feeling because then you don't really feel like you're part of it anymore. It's almost like you're kind of removing yourself from the community to be someone who controls it. Yeah. Dia, you wrote about that for Paste, right? Yeah, that was kind of my, my most recent, or I guess my, my piece before my, what will be my most recent piece um, for Paste was about kind of my trepidation going into New Horizons and how when Animal Crossing came out, it the Sims already existed. Um, there were a shit ton of um, Harvest Moons. Like there were games that kind of you know did what you know. There were other kind of life simulators. Um, the market wasn't quite as saturated as it is now, but what Animal Crossing did differently was to 
put the player into a much more uh, you know focused community um, setting and you know you could impact the environment but it was planting and chopping down trees and planting flowers um, you didn't get to dictate when people moved in where they moved or if they left uh, you know you could like guess you could like harass your villagers to leave, but um, unless you were a fucking lunatic, <laughs> like I mean, yeah, sure, there's some shitty villagers in the in the game, but I mean, come on, like don't just stand in front of their house staring at them, not letting them leave. <laughs> what? That's how you spend your real time in the game. Yeah, you know, to be fair, I wrote about this in my paste piece, but one of the things that I did was my friend. Turned out to be a total, total piece of shit. Um, uh, like just total, like just Trump supporting piece of shit. Um, years later, um, he came over and he brought his Animal Crossing town, and we were like, you know, swapping over, changing fruit and stuff like that. And he fell asleep, and I was just like, oh, I'm just gonna go over to your town. I'm just gonna cut down one tree, and then I cut down another tree. And then I kept cutting down trees. And I cut down every tree in his fucking town. <laughs> and then, you know, if you, you can dig up the stumps. Like, they oh, leave stumps. Yeah. And you can dig up the stumps and then refill the hole. And, like, you know, like new stuff will grow. Like, the game will kind of organically take care of it um, if you do that. Um, if you don't, it just leaves the stumps. And I did not dig up those stumps. I left those stumps. I love you just clear so cut like, your friend's fucking I clear cut his whole fucking village and left the stumps and was just like, what? It's justice. That's what it is. Yeah, it was just, you know, it was, it was, you know, precognitive justice. You knew. You had a premonition. This will, this will be good yeah. in the future. Animal Crossing Minority Report. Oh my God. What if, what if that's what turned them? <laughs> Dia fucking created the Joker. <laughs> God, no, because he was always an asshole. Even like at that point, it was just kind of like we've known each other long enough that like I'm tolerating this. But if there's going to come a point when I get out of graduate college where I'm not going to tolerate your bullshit anymore. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. So like yeah, so Animal Crossing um could there was there were aspects of control you could exhibit and but not really and mostly it was um and Austin like talks about this, um talks about it on Waypoint periodically whenever it comes up. Um but it's about coming to a space where um it's already set up and it's already uh, an established place and it's not built for you um you know like even like with the sims you know you are you are building that space for yourself um harvest moon um it really is like it's like yeah that, that town is really kind of just all geared for you and your like you know achievement um, stardew valley yeah 
you are there to 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 thrive and be the thriving one, and it's all kind of focused around you. But the original Animal Crossing was very not, um, and then slowly they have added like becoming a mayor, going to the city. Um, uh, even in the, the world of Animal Crossing, it was just the village and the, and kind of the the surrounding area around the village. Um, you know, you could go to another player's town by the by the way of the train. Or you could get a link cable in a Game Boy Advance and go to a very tiny little sandbar of an island and get some tropical fruit and they could like a mini game or two. But um, it was a very, it was a small contained space of just this nice established island or a village that you could try and become a part of. You could find a way to fit yourself into it rather than making it fit you. And that was really special and really interesting and very novel um, when Animal Crossing originally came out. And over time, Nintendo really has just kind of chipped away at that and been, let's return more and more to the player. Let's center the player more and more. Um, and like, it bums me out <laughs> because, you know, if you want to play fucking Minecraft, go fucking play Minecraft. Right. You know, if you want to play The Sims, fucking play The Sims. It's on its fourth installment now. And like, I hear it's good now. Yeah, you can really mod it like every way possible. And, you know, if you want to be the fucking hero of your story and talk to weirdos, play Oblivion or Skyrim. <laughs> That's you true. Know? But um, and it just really feels like Nintendo is trying to steal market share from these other games rather mm-hmm. than acknowledge and understand what makes their game, what has made people loyal beyond reason for 20 years. Like, people have been holding on to Animal Crossing for such a long time and just being like, yes, please, please, Nintendo. You know, you know every Nintendo Direct until they announced New, New Horizons, it was just like, Animal Crossing, please, yeah. please, 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 Nintendo, please, fuck, Nintendo, I will give you my, like, fucking my first, first one. <laughs> like, you know, whatever, just, just please, new Animal Crossing. Um, and even when, like, New Horizon, like, all week long, it's been Nintendo, release it early, release it mm-hmm. early, release it early, release it early. Nintendo, please, God, please, Nintendo. Please, please, please respond, please respond. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I want Demon Souls to be on like a current like a modern console so that you can play it, Caitlin. Um, <laughs> so I can suffer publicly. <laughs> look, it's so much easier than the other ones because they haven't quite hit the boss health inflation. Um so like you you can kill a boss in like four minutes if you don't need to. I yeah, I've never um, once known what I was doing in my entire life. <laughs> That is a fact. That's what Dark Souls teaches you to do. Anyway, Dark Souls <laughs> is a casual game. <laughs> it is, and uh, Michael Lutz actually fully articulates this thought on Game Study Study Buddies. Um, but, like, people are so invested in Animal Crossing, and I guess I don't know what they're invested in. Um, because the hype for it, you know, Nintendo could have kept releasing the original fucking GameCube version, not added nothing, 
and just kept bumping the graphic fidelity mm-hmm. and people would have bought it. People bought into a- Pocket Camp. Mm-hmm. Kayla knows about that. Yeah. <laughs> I have been playing like, Pocket Camp. I returned to Pocket Camp. I wrote I just wrote an article about returning to Pocket Camp and like I still don't get it even though it's kind of working on me this time, but Animal Crossing fans, even though I would argue that Pocket Camp is absolutely antithetical um, and stands in total opposition to everything that like the original Animal Crossing was, um, people still Animal Crossing fans still love it. Yeah, because, you know? because one of the kind of like the other kind of things that made Animal Crossing unique in like its game design and story was uh, like the kind of like impermanence of it in that like villagers could move out like your favorite villager could one day move out and you can't really you can kind of convince them to stay maybe but like there are sometimes where they'll just kind of go because it's their time to move from the town and they want to you know for whatever reason that their personality dictates and it's like kind of sad but it's kind of like oh well now that they're gone maybe like someone else will move in and i have to you know i'll get to know them better and then like be friends with them and give them things and then one day maybe they'll have to move out again and another person will move in instead of them yeah like it is, it is like you know um thinking about when i um when you connected with a friend's um village um on the gamecube one um animals would leave and they'd go to your friend's town your you know your your friend would leave you for your other friend mm-hmm. Um, Bob left me after I clear cut. <laughs> um, and like that, that really sucked because I fucking love Bob. Um, he's just surly little blue, blue cat, just, just real fucking surly. Who is the? But he was like, who is the head empty, no thought penguin? Because that's me. <laughs> it's rolling. Oh God. Um. Uh, I've never vibed with an image more in my entire life than seeing him just staring vacantly into space wearing a flannel with an orange on his head. Is it? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's rolled. 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 Yeah, I just, rolled, I, I just yeah. looked him up and there, the first image that came up with him with an orange on his head. <laughs> yeah, that's me! Yeah. That's a mood! <laughs> he does He does have your your your, your flannel. Yeah, rolled, eyes, rolled and I are scared. fucking idiot lumber snacks. This is literally you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's kind of the state of things. Like, you know, my stance is like, and you know, my stance is that Animal Crossing was kind of a very chill space where one of the things that I always liked about early Warcraft and uh, Final Fantasy XI and even Ultima Online to an extent, um, you was the sense of being in a space that was public and established and occupied and not having to actually have any kind of dictation over it or expectations, you know, from it or it from you. I liked being alone in MMO. Like one of the nicest things was it was like I could be alone around other people. 
and it was something that really resonated with me um, uh, for God 15 years <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and Animal Crossing in a way kind of gives you that sense where you have these villagers and they have their own agenda and their own desires and wants and opinions and you know like they'll come up to you every now and then like say hi or you can say hi to them but really you can kind of live out a hermitude in your animal crossing village or you can choose to engage with that village but you'll never be in control of and that is such a rare and precious thing um, in games. Yeah, and like the cute thing is that even when you are gone, even if you don't interact really interact with anyone in the town, like um, the game will like kind of like if you haven't been in the game in a while, the villagers will kind of be like, "Oh my God, where were you?" Even though like you might have not been the most like um, sociable person in the town and speaking to them every time but if you come back after a long time they'll kind of like greet you as if they really missed you even though like you may have not you may have kind of just minded your own business like doing your own thing and then them doing their own thing yeah yeah i'm wondering so this is kind of like reading gita's review because there's a part of the review that like kind of contributed to my discomfort where she's talking about like the the lead or whatever for the review literally says something along the lines of like its politics aren't perfect but it more than makes up for it and then she talks about how it's like pain free capital or um colonialism but that you have to engage you have to engage in the strip mining to like do the part that she considered to be like the good wholesome part um and it kind of reminded me of Monster Hunter a little bit like Monster Hunter World mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't know. I just, like, I don't... It feels like there's, like, a trend towards these games that are, like, trying to have their cake and eat it, too, as far as the colonialism stuff. Um, And I don't know how y'all feel about that, but... Yeah, it's interesting because, like, especially, like, I've been thinking more about this with, like, Nintendo games. Because, like, as they have, like, the Switch, they've been kind of, like, having to innovate on newer games in, like, long-winded franchises to see like how it could fit the switch and like how they can kind of like re-polish it for newer audiences like that like they did with like breath of the wild with mario like odyssey and like other games that are coming up um and i feel like with animal crossing in this case it's almost like like the colonialism in this one specifically it's almost like they make it very appealing and very like oh my god like this is something that like you're buying a timeshare and like you're going to an island where no one lives in there and like um and there was an article that i linked in the google doc but that was released recently about the history of like japanese colonialism and it's kind of linked to animal crossing and how um it kind of relates to within the context of like um Japan as a country colonizing other islands around it um in this case for example like the Okinawan islands and how like that kind of ties in with how the island is viewed where like it's cool it's just an island let's go in and like terraform it and like bring people in and let's not care about like anyone who lives there right now 
and we, you know, let's mine it for all the resources. And that's kind of seen again, like almost like a piece of freedom where like uh, to go to this island and to take the resources and to create something on it is a form of like very perverted freedom uh, under colonialism and capitalism. Um, and it's something that like, yeah, it's something that I'm definitely not gonna enjoy doing in the game. Um, just like being aware that it's like, yes, like that is kind of like a core of the game in this sense that again, it's such like a far, um, such a far step from like what the original Animal Crossing was and what we just talked about in terms of like being part of a community rather than manipulating and building a community from scratch. Um, and something that I think the, I think the article might have touched on this as well, but especially with Animal Crossing and like the whole island concept, and this kind of a show, like appears in other Japanese games as well with the island concept where you go and you're kind of new, it like creates this image of like the kind of dream island and like where you go and there's like enough resources for everyone, but you don't really question, the game doesn't really make you question like where those resources come from and like what what is exactly a deserted island? Why is it deserted? Like deserted means that there were people on it before, but they have left or they were forced off or something else on it. Um, and I think that's also adds to kind of its sinister vibe that it's like, it's just a deserted island. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> right. And they really sell you on that, on that. Yeah, you can come here and do whatever you want to it. <laughs> yeah like it's, it's it's weird it's just weird to me like that people can understand like if you come into a place and like murder everybody and steal it from them like yeah that's bad but that like the stretching it to where there's no people but you're still like just taking everything like people are like but that's fine well and the important thing there is um you know that's that is con that has always been whenever i write about this or talk about this the the immediate immediate comeback is well there's no people there mm -hmm. and like that's when you have to like be like yo like, mm -hmm. like dog like that that actually makes it like that's part of the deal mm -hmm. like when when white people came to the americas or to india or to africa they didn't see people here like, yeah. they were like, it might as well be deserted. There's wild beasts. And, like, so, yeah, like, you can't just say, oh, there's no people there. It's not colonialism. It's like, mm -hmm. no, there absolutely certainly can be. Well, right. and, like, like, too, there's so many people, especially, like, white leftists, who are, like, so hung up about, like, the climate disaster and stuff, but, like, don't see the problem with a game that wants you to strip mine. Mm -hmm. Right. Like one of the things I was thinking about, like you know, um, uh, comparing the original GameCube box art. Um, it is like a kind of a simulation of the house that you get you get to rent, and there's a little gyroid in front, and your little mailbox, and um, and there's you opening the front door, like you know, the little human character opening the front door, and they're smiling and bright eyed and. Blathers is on perched on the roof, and you know some of the other animal like villagers are just kind of there, and there's trees in the background, and it's 
it's you know this is you know a house it's a community it is a kind of a a unit um where you're all kind of under the same roof um is is the metaphor there um even though like no one comes in like stays in your house um but then you look at the new horizons box and you've got tom nook looking at plans and you've got a villager in the front with a like a fucking hatchet and another one sawing of like you know a, a plank of wood in like you know, a tree limb in half on top of a down tree stump and then like there's like the villagers in the background and there's an airstrip like the tonal difference there is very weird to me um you know the i get that like okay no this person is crafting but then the crafting you know it is an inherently destructive you know mm-hmm. we we have a dead tree we have a tree that is gone on the front of the animal crossing new horizons box that is not present at all in the original game yeah and like the one thing with like terraforming in general it's like um it, it it's like a it, it's almost like you now are the owner of this island and you can decide what happens to it even though like you kind of just arrive on it and it's like okay well now it's time to destroy this island and like do what i want with it um which again it's like it, it puts into question like the morals behind like animal crossing and like what came to be in new horizons with like uh even it's even in the name like new horizons (laughs) it's very much like evocative of like a new world or like a new um place where you go where it's like ooh, it's kind of like um very um very captivating and you want to go and like just do whatever you want with it and have like access to all the resources and it's it's really weird especially with like now you can i think if for my from the direct you can like invite people to it and you can like kind of manipulate more like who gets to be on the island um so it's almost like you're monopolizing this piece of land and you're choosing who gets to be there even more so than you did in like new leaf or any other the animal crossing games like that's something I, I, I like yeah, I joked about this on Twitter the other day because everyone started in anticipation making their, their little Animal Crossing passports. Oh yeah. And you could share your friend ID. And I was like, why are y'all making passports for Animal Crossing and not colonial charters? Yeah. Because that's kind of I mean, that's that's what's going on here is Tom Nook is, you know, it is now set up as this kind of you know, uh, land charter granting regent who sends you off to an island to stake a claim and build fucking Roanoke and then start extracting resources for him. I don't know yet what the point, the ultimate end goal is here, but it's very weird to treat this as a vacation when I don't know about y'all, but the last time I went on a vacation, I didn't fucking set up shop and 
start like you know building houses for people to move into i have yeah, never I, I engaged like... in terror i mean i know where you'll have a history of this shit but i don't yeah it's like i didn't go on like colonize an island during my vacation and also everyone keeps calling it a deserted island mm-hmm. and like sarah and i have talked about this because you know words have meaning um no who deserted it yeah yeah it's like for it to be deserted means that someone was there before and left it, or was forced to move from it, or disappeared, or something happened to them. Which is like the, that sinister vibe. That's like, oh, why is this deserted? Animal Crossing is fucking spooky, y'all. That's what the actual <laughs> thing is. Like, I'm hoping that like we do, like they fucking do get into some like lost colony shit. Sarah and I are debating on actually this is this is a good question like so of all of us who are who are getting Animal Crossing what are we what are we naming our okay. <laughs> I, I I keep trying to push for Roanoke um, oh god and and I'm just like you know I wanna I just wanna like as soon as I build a message board I'm just gonna go to the message board and just write Croatoan on it. <laughs> I actually don't know. I'm actually thinking of like something incredibly ironic that I could name it, but it hasn't come to me yet. Um, I was just gonna go Destiny. <laughs> Earth, you fucking dork. <laughs> no, Destiny Island. Oh, it's a Kingdom Who's the Hearts dork now, joke. bitch? Who's the dork now? It's me. I'm Boo Boo the Fool. <laughs> As I stare at my Kingdom Hearts tattoo on my wrist. <laughs> Yeah, Sarah proposed just calling it Delaware, <laughs> which I'm I'm very strongly in support of. <laughs> um, my original um, Animal Crossing town was I named it Butt Town. <laughs> yeah, I think I I my town in like New Leaf was called like Hel- like Hellham or something, and the flag was like a ham with like fire behind it. I don't know why I did that. Um, but how many characters can you actually fit in the island name? Ten. Ten? See, because, like, if it was longer than that, I'd be like, don't come here, we eat people. Well, that's when you just build the message board, and that's, like, your first message. <laughs> I think I think my first, one of my first messages on my message board was just, like, fuck off. Yeah, it was, like, I, I think that my message board on City Folk was, like, just hate messages, not to anyone in particular, but to just the whole town in general. <laughs> uh, just, like, I hate all of you. Like, why are you even here? God. <laughs> Animal Crossing, the more I hear about this, the more I don't understand why people think this game is cute and charming. Because it is. It is, it's, yeah. I'm more scared than ever. I mean, the thing is, like, it is it is cute and charming. And guess what? There, There is an inverse to that. There are aspects, like, you know, cute and charming is not apolitical. Mm. Um, you know, like, cute to who? For who? Why is it cute? Like, what is that cuteness, you know, obfuscating? What is that cuteness doing? Like, there's, there's a lot to these things. Like, yeah. you know, there are animals... That animal villagers that whose entire defining characteristic is that they suffer from severe clinical depression. <laughs> yeah. We think that's cute. But when I do it. 
Wait. <laughs> right? When I do it, it's like, ugh. When I do it, I need to go to therapy and be on medication. Like, that's the thing. You have animals that come up to you and they're, like, incredibly rude and yeah, violate cranky. your boundaries and are you know, pushy and obnoxious and are the ones you know, that are, like, sporty. Just really, like, extremely petty. All they want and everyone, okay. like, you know, gets tattoos of them and is like, oh my god, they're my baby. And it's just like, no. What? Please no. <laughs> Wait, Dia, is Rold a nice boy? I need to know. Uh, from what I remember, he is. Yeah, Rold, Rold is a nice boy. Oh, He's just kind of, like, very round and friendly. Yeah. That's a mood. I'm here for that. <laughs> he too, might I'm be mistaken for a lazy villager occasionally. That's fine. As long as he's sometimes. not a dick. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's really kind of funny because, like, they're, um, because even, like, amongst the different types, there are different personalities. Mm-hmm. Like Sprocket, um, is, Sprocket is a robot. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the frog. Robot. Yeah. Right? Is Sprocket a frog? I think he's, a, he's like a duck or something. Those are two very different animals. <laughs> I think there is a robot Something frog too. Um, oh no, he's a, he's an ostrich. That's oh, right. Geez. He looks. I mean, GameCube graphics like it's, it's you know they were better, but they weren't great. Um, but uh, Sprocket is a robot ostrich. Um, he's the one that like I taught to say robot. <laughs> oh God, he is so a robot. Yeah, he's a fucking robot. <laughs> but there is a robot frog, so okay. Oh god, there's two of them. Yeah, there's a uh, robot. There's a lot of fucking villagers. <laughs> Shut the fuck you can't up. Catch them. Um, but um, but like, he's actually really chill. Like, you just he just happens to be a jock, which means he's like constantly kind of like sprinting around yeah, and wants to work laps out. and shit. Yeah. And then, oh, then there are other jock ones that are just like total assholes, and they're exactly <laughs> what you think of when you think of the term. Jock. Yeah, it's like they just want to work out all day, and like they, you go into their house, and it's like the most horrible decorations possible. <laughs> Jocks have no taste right. confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to point out something that I put together this entire conversation was how wild it is that colonialism brought the plague to the world, right? And now there's a pandemic happening and bringing us all into a game that's low key about colonialism. So like it's all come full circle. If that makes any oh, sense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Kayla having a galaxy yeah. brain moment over there. <laughs> well, actually that was literally um I God, yeah, no. Um I just tweeted the other day. Um because it was when it was the day the embargo went up. And everyone was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I have this wonderful island to escape to. And I'm so excited about Animal Crossing. And it's been such a, like, a rock when things are really bleak right now. And, like, people are dying, y'all. This is serious. This is not just the flu. This is a This is the apocalypse. Like, this is the end of days. And I'm really, really, really depressed. <laughs> but Animal Crossing 
that I worked for an outlet that gave me a fucking code because Nintendo is really fucking stingy with fucking codes. They really are. I got one. I am one of the chosen (laughs) during the end times. (laughs) And I'm just going to go relax in my really chill island with my animal friends. Um, Like that was, that was my Monday was just Mm -hmm. like seeing my timeline just flooded with that shit from every fucking game reviewer. And so I just tweeted out, there's something so brazen about so many white reviewers talking about how delighted they are to have an uwu colonialism (laughs) (laughs) uh, escape during a pandemic. Uh, I I just thought of a name for my island, though. It's Uwu Nation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. God. It's the, the one... And that's the, that's gonna be the yeah um they people really don't be using their critical thinking brains all the way yeah and I think that people are also afraid to be critical with this new animal like especially Animal Crossing in general but Animal Crossing New Horizons specifically um just because. Everyone's been waiting so long for this to come out, right? Like, uh, like they've been hyping it up, and it's like, oh my god, I'm gonna kill my whole family just to, like, please Nintendo make a new Animal Crossing game. Um, and I think that everyone's been, like, looking forward to this so much and, like, wanting it so much, and it's like, oh my god, this is gonna solve my life problems. And I think that people are afraid to accept that, like, yeah, it's kind of, like, not in tune with the rest of the Animal Crossing series if you think about like the original ones um and in general i think people are scared of like having to criticize animal crossing because again it's like presented in a very cute like harmless format and like very like uh friendly round shapes that people are like very you know receptive to and they're and then they think that you know such a cute thing and such a friendly thing can possibly like have anything wrong with it or have any kind of flaws even though you know like I don't know if they still have it in the new one, but you could definitely like dress up as a native in all the games, and people didn't really find anything wrong with that. Wait, what? Oh yeah, you can wear a headdress, and I don't know if they kept. I think up to up until New Leaf, I can't remember. I mean, when I unlocked the cabin in Pocket Camp last week, earlier this week, um. Isabel totally was like, here, have a fake Navajo print uh, table. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have the whole, like, that whole print series. Like, you could wear a headdress and, like, I can't remember what the description was, but it was, like, oh, be just, like, be a native, basically. Yeah. Like, it was never really, like, no one really brought it up, but it was definitely there. That's a big ol' fucking yikes. So it's that kind of, like, thing that it's, like, something super cute can totally be very harmful. Yeah, I think the the cuteness not being a political thing is such a good point. And, like, something I guess I've not, like, obviously everything's political, but I've never thought about it in that way. And it's, like, so fucking insidious. Um, mm-hmm. It's a lot Okay. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's it's again, it's it's kind of like the hope punk shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Who who is that hope for? 
what are they hoping for? What what is this you know, something? What what are they hoping for? Mm-hmm. You, know, you have to hope for something. But like the cuteness in Animal Crossing, like it's there. But it's not just oh, it's cute and that's all there is to it. There's mm-hmm. there's there's layers to all of this stuff. Yeah, so I just looked up the the war bonnet that you could get in Animal Crossing. So it's part of a set that, because they have different looks, and this look in particular is called the native look, and it's part of the chief outfit set, which also comes with, like, the war bonnet and then the, like, the, I guess, jacket, like, the skin jacket, and, like, if you put it in the interior, the interior theme is, like, antique. <laughs> Yeah, it's Final Fantasy fourteen, they added a quote new world costume yeah. a couple extensions ago and it was some it was some shit. Um there's a lot of uh Japan definitely has um mm-hmm. some feelings about yeah. uh indigenous Americans we'll say. <laughs> um yeah, and it's definitely, like, um, and obviously this also kind of ties in with, like, how colonialism and, like, indigenous people work within the kind of structure of Japan as a uh, as a colonialist nation because of the fact that, like, they themselves, like, there are, uh, like, the article that I mentioned before touched on that there are, you know, indigenous groups in Japan, like the Ainu, who uh were not recognized as indigenous until very recently because Japan was kind of trying to say like oh well uh the Ainu people are actually Japanese and therefore are Japanese as the rest of the country and they're not indigenous uh so that's definitely kind of like trying to define what like indigeneity is within their kind their own um their own conventions to kind of avoid having to, you know, giving, to avoid having to give them their land back or avoid giving them kind of special concessions because they were there first. Um, and I think that can definitely play into, like, like a lot, I think a lot of people can sometimes dismiss colonialism in Japanese games because they don't think that Japan is capable of colonialism because of the fact that um, it's like only maybe European nations are capable of colonialism in some people's eyes, but uh, of course, like, Japan has committed colonialism and still does, and that also affects, like, their cultural perspective, and then obviously affects how they work these narratives into the stories that they make. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, the instant, you know, having the power to define who is or is not Mm -hmm. native, um, you know that um, the, the the occupying you know imperial you know system mm-hmm. greatly benefits from being able to say this person is native and you know mm-hmm. we respect their indigeneity yeah um, because you are literally then saying oh they actually have a stronger claim mm-hmm. uh, under the system of ownership that we have instilled. Yeah, well, and that's extremely fucking relevant, like, going back to kind of what Santa was saying about people not wanting to criticize 
um, Animal Crossing. It's kind of the same with like when is Elizabeth Warren pulled that blood quantum shit, and yeah. no one wanted to like call her out on it, or like people were like, "Uh, she made a mistake." Like, did she? <laughs> yeah, and like I you know, like I love Gita. She's a tremendous writer and critic, but like, um, the opening, the opening sentence or paragraph of her review for Waypoint calls it harmless colonialism. Yeah, and it's like how (laughs) that's like... Which is what? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, I don't know, it's like um, a very contradictory statement like, uh, I don't know, a non-violent stabbing. Like what? Right, right. Like those two just like, like colonialism will always be a violence regardless whether or not it's packaged as something cute well and she Um, even says that in the article the exact quote is like this was the first time animal crossing has ever felt violent to me yeah that article has some weird pivots um it's got some really good points but it also like some of the pivots in that to make it you know uh discussing at length the violence of what you have to do to these kind of like, you know, disposable islands to get the resources you need, but I'm building a community. Mm-hmm. Well, what? It's also James like, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's like, why is your community worthy of being on that island? Yeah. And as you know, one of the things that's never, you know, it's unspoken in Animal Crossing is, um, so like you have all of these animal villagers, um, you know, and there there are mammals, and there are birds, and there are, you know, uh, I think there's sharks, so there's fish. Wait, like uh, fish people? There's yeah. fish. Are there fish? I hope to God there's fish people. Oof, that would be. There's like an axolotl. There's... there's an axolotl I know. Yeah, like aren't there, is there a shark villager? I, I know you can fish sharks. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Of. But like, you you have yes, a... there's there's octopus villagers. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, there's an octopus villager that looks like a little like takoyaki. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, <laughs> but like, so you have this this range of of these animal villagers, and um, we don't define them as kind of humanoid animals. We just define them as animals. You know, this is Animal Crossing. This is where the animals cross. The animal of crossing, um, yeah. Uh, but then you're you're fishing. <laughs> like, hmm. You're gathering bugs. Like, you know, what? Yeah. And I know, like, people want to push, for example, for more, like, more varieties of villagers. Like, oh, having, like, reptilian villagers. But then it's, like... Uh, like where do you draw the line on like what can be a villager and what is like something for you to like fish or catch or put an exhibit at the museum oh the museum yeah, like the monarch butterfly <laughs> villager shows up and it's just like, like well damn <laughs> you sure did pin a lot of my people to that wall over there for blathers <laughs> which you know I, I would be like yeah it's some real shit isn't it <laughs> Up, Smithsonian. <laughs> yeah, and I completely also forgot that it's like uh, there's the whole concept of like the museum and like 
you can kind of decide like do you want to put this in a museum or do you want to just sell it to Tumnook to make money and that's like that's like bugs or whatever right so that's like mm-hmm. that's that's fucked up yeah and you can <laughs> like dig up fossils and it's like guess I'll sell them or I'll put them at the museum or I can put them in my home to display for all visitors to see. Yeah, like I definitely, you know, like dug up at T-Rex and was just like, fuck yeah, I'll put this in my living room because I can. That's actually what I did. Yeah, I'm like, fuck your museum. <laughs> this goes in my and living I surrounded room. And I surrounded it by like mega dinkoids. And yeah. like, <laughs> Dink. Dink. I'm. I, I hope. I really hope that like Austin asked Kita if there were if there were gyroids and Kita said there weren't. I hope. Oh dang. She just didn't get around to seeing them, or did just didn't dig them up, or wasn't like. Out. If if the fucking gyroids are not in this game, I'm gonna be so. What is a gyroid? <laughs> they are little dudes. They kind of look like. Diglets. Okay. Yeah, they look kind of um, like and they make noises. A little bit. And yeah. and you can actually put like multiple there are multiple types, some dink, some boing, some like go like shh, 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 shh. like there's <laughs> and you could you could you could put them in your house and I had I had like you know, they would um not only sync up to one another, but they would kind of like sync up to the music that the time was playing, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And it was just the coolest shit. I like had just a floor that was just gyroids. It was like... <laughs> it's a good game. That sounds fun. I mean, I still don't think I'm... Animal Crossing is where it's at. I don't think I'm ever going to play Animal Crossing, um, but that does sound good. Good. Get dolphin and just like pirate <laughs> it, Caitlin. Just get what? Dolphin, the GameCube emulator. Oh, I don't I don't know how to do that. <laughs> you should. See, this is the time where everyone needs to learn how to pirate everything. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm the worst gay because I do not know how to do crimes. <laughs> Um, oh god, I was just scrolling through my Twitter feed and I see Nico uh Urakan works on Twitter say a uh, quote tweet quote tweeted Dia's tweet about Wario making passwords for Animal Crossing and not colonial charters and they added idea Animal Crossing character creator, but if you're too brown, Booker and Copper ask for your blood card when you start the game. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, then you need to scroll up a little bit further because I quoted tweeted quote tweeted them. Oh god. Uh, this is what happens when, oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. It did use games Twitter. <laughs> How we roll. They are cops, and they are also dogs, which makes it worse, because dogs should never be cops. Yeah, dogs are good. My but then we force them to be cops. It's true. They don't really get the it's choice. It's not cool. Mine's been in my backpack all week. Because <laughs> that's what dogs deserve. To be backpack Nerds. friends, not cops. <laughs> um, I guess, do y'all have any other, like, thoughts or, like, things you wanted to bring up about this? Um, 
Um, I guess the only other thought that I had is like, it's funny how uh people's reaction, especially like in the West, of coming up of seeing him as like some were evil in the landlord and went so forward and like, um, but the actual developers when they are asked about that, they're like, oh no, like he's very helpful and he's there to like help you set up. And I forget who it was, but it was like some game journalist interviewed the developers in Kyoto some time ago and was like kind of setting them up to be like to say that he was evil he was like oh yeah and like tom nook is evil he's like the ganon of like animal crossing he's like the villain and the developers were like no no like he's not evil he is just like a good person and he's helping you like set up in this new village and like he's not evil at all and that also reminded me of a friend once who visited japan and they were like they were they stayed there for like a couple of months um and so they were kind of like staying with locals and they would always tell him a lot of kind of like local stories and that included a story about the tanuki and how the tanuki is sometimes like there are some stories about the tanuki um in the sense that they are like they sometimes like to hand out loans um when they're drunk um <laughs> And why, like that, why the drinking? Of, they like to drink. <laughs> they're very like because they're supposed to be like kind of. And this is goes for a lot of raccoon type animals stories globally. Like it also exists in like other parts of the world that like raccoons in general are like mischievous, but they're also like tricksters and like they're there to kind of like I don't know make your life interesting and like in this case like tanukis i guess like to drink sometimes and like they when they're drunk they like to give out loans and like that kind of it's like oh when you hear that story it's like oh, okay that kind of makes sense why they made some noka tanuki that gives you like a loan when you arrive to the town like it fits in with like, the kind of for that yeah because like, even like the developers like when they in the interview you're talking about like they're like well he certainly is a complicated character and it's just like yeah, he is. He fucking real. So, okay, so by that logic, is Tom Nook just like canonically constantly smashed? Like, is he just like real fucked up all the time? <laughs> I mean, I think Tom Nook might, you know, we'll have like you know a bloody mary at lunch. Yeah. Okay. I relate really to Tom Nook. Tanuki's in like. <laughs> see, now I want to watch Pompoko, because like Tanuki's in like. Uh, Japanese folklore, they also have, like, huge balls, because they are, are also, like, supposed to represent, like, a type of, like, fertility, and, like, and every statue that you see of a tanuki in Japan just has, like, huge balls. <laughs> and it's, like... Yeah, tricksters tend to be horny. Yeah. And raccoons, for some reason, like, if this... Does your culture have a raccoon-like animal? They're a trickster. <laughs> yeah. Hey, horny. <laughs> I'm interested to see, like, how this trend of, like, trying to sanitize colonialism to, like, keep it in games is going to keep going. Because, um, like, because, <laughs> like, eventually, right, like, people are going to have to just accept that, like, it is what it is. Like, <laughs> you can't argue past a certain point. Yeah, like, it's almost like games, like, I feel like, in a way, games are kind of becoming more blatant with how they tackle colonialism. Like, it's even more out there each time, but people still kind of 
don't see it as colonialism because they will usually try to find some kind of ulterior excuse to be like, well, in this case, like, oh, well, it's just an island and there's no one there. Or like, oh, it's like they try to find a reason within the fiction or the lore of the game to justify it. And usually the game will have lore to justify it. Yeah, which is wild considering that the other half of this is like Greedfall came out last year and there's like two blatant colonialism sims coming out in the next yeah. like year or two. In a way, it's like a little disappointing um, because like for me, for example, Breath of the Wild, I thought tackled exploration and colonialism like pretty well for like a Zelda game and also for a Nintendo game. And I think that was kind of like the peak that they hit, which is not necessarily the highest of peaks. Um, but it's like, okay, well, what are they going to do with, like, other games that require some kind of exploration? And, like, how are they going to innovate with that? Like, with how they did with Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Or even, like, you know, um, I actually kind of thought that um, Mario uh, Odyssey really worked because it is literally a game about being a tourist yeah. and Mario is so extremely a tourist. Um, like I remember when they had the Mario and his poncho yeah. and the sombrero came out and like mm. um, Nico and I were like talking about it and it's just like no Mario is absolutely the dude who goes to the all-inclusive resort yeah. in Cozumel and gets the shitty, like, overpriced fake sombrero <laughs> from the dude just outside the security gate of the resort, you know, and the fake shitty sarape, and, like, then goes back into the hotel and, like, gets shit-faced on, like, pina coladas. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he definitely, like, uh, it's funny because my mom and my brother right now are in Mexico at a resort, which I, like, advised a against because they went <laughs> after they went after the pandemic was announced i'm like are you sure you want to do this it's gonna get worse uh but they went anyways and they went with another friend and that friend got absolutely shit-faced one of the nights and just vomited everywhere and the caretakers had to come in and like clean everything and i'm like yeah i imagine mario is that kind of tourist yeah <laughs> but i think i think that's all i've got to say about animal crossing yeah Oh yeah. Well, thank you both for coming on and and talking with us about it. We are really stoked that you guys got to be here. And... Yeah, thank you for inviting. This is the first time that Santo and I got to be on yeah. anything together. <laughs> We're usually just kind of talking across each other yeah, and like, hey. getting quoted elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, no, I figured when I saw Santo's tweet about it and then I saw you tweet about it, I was like, I got a podcast. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm at the combination podcast slash tweeting about Animal Crossing. Oh, Santo, settlers are using us to make money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how the tables have turned. Oh, well, uh, just if you do come to Ubu Nation and Animal Crossing, times will be, I I won't be very nice. (laughs) I'll have to terraform around you. God. Yeah, it's, it's like apparently best friends can like can clear cut your forest. Oh, Jesus. Best friends in uh, your Nintendo Switch profile. So like I have to go through and be like, 
I didn't wait. know that that was a thing until I heard Dia talking about it. And I was like, wait, there's best friends on Switch? Oh, maybe I haven't looked at that because I, I did not. I have a friends list, but I don't think I have a best friends list. But are you yeah. like, <laughs> oh, I should probably go chase that before anyone checks. <laughs> um, but can you go to other people's islands on day one in Animal Crossing? I think so. I think um, uh, I know the reviewers have been doing it, so it must be. Yeah, because I wasn't sure because a friend, see, because I was supposed to go on Friday to a friend's house uh, to pay, play Animal Crossing together in person, but then the whole, you know, pandemic thing happened, and we're like, well, I guess yeah. we can go on Discord and, like, video chat. Yeah, I think, if I remember correctly, I think Dia said that the online isn't up and running yet, but it's supposed to be for release, so. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Nintendo, like, yeah. we all know how still, great Nintendo's like, <laughs> online infrastructure is, so. I still can't believe Nintendo hasn't actually just unlocked it early. Like, I, I, I don't know what they gain by not doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did y'all see about GameStop? <laughs> GameStop is doing um, Doom, like, late. Well, not they're not doing midnight releases anymore because of the crowds, but they're still staying open. So for <clears> physical <throat> copies, you can get Doom on Thursday before they close. But Animal Crossing, you gotta wait until Friday when they open. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Oof. That's so wild. <sighs> this has been so much fun. It was yeah. really good. And to finally be on a podcast with you, Kayla. Yeah, it was nice to like meet, well, meet, yeah. speak to everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, do you do you want to do you want to do plugs for yourself and where people can find you? You can find me on Twitter at Dialacina, and you can find um, all my writing at dialacina.com. Uh, both are spelled D-I-A-L-A-C-I-N-A. Capsule Crit will come back when I have the bandwidth for it. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's fair. That's honest. That's fair. And I'm stoked for whenever that happens. Sancho, do you have any uh, plugs or promos that you would like to do? Um, well, you can find my Twitter at BabbyGoth. Uh, and my Patreon also at BabbyGoth, where I'm working on a new game. But if you go to my Patreon, then you can look at the exclusive content there. But I am working on a new cyberpunk thing. Um, who knows when it'll be out, but it's it's going. You should also play Santa's other games because they're very good. And Dia and I wrote about them last year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yes, you can also find my uh, weird alt label, Brujeria at Work, on Twitter and on HIO to buy... Don't wake the night if you want to support us. And my games at Satan Daddy on HIO. That's the that's the name that I'm going with now. <laughs> Kayla, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at OA Kayla and on some uppercut stuff. And that's me. That's my life. <laughs> Just various uppercut properties. Kayla Joy. Just the things. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can find me at CG and 8Rs on Twitter. 
Um, you can find our fallen comrades, uh, Jess at Jessica Cogs and Monty at Fried Monty. Uh, Palin Round is a product of Uppercut, which you can find on all social media. That's a lie. Um, at Uppercut Crit or Uppercut underscore Crit if you're on Facebook or not Facebook, Instagram. Um, and UppercutCrit.com. If you want to hang out with us, you can join our Discord um, in these social, is- social isolation periods. Um, you know, it's people to hang out yeah. with. Um, we hang social out on isolation has made me Social isolation has made me learn how to use Discord. Yeah. I think a lot of people are in that boat. And, like, we, we're pretty active in ours. We hang out in the voice channel. Um, we've been watching, like, the Nindies and PS5 stuff together, so... If you're looking to hang out with people, we're around. Um, and please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're feeling extra frisky, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash uppercutcrit, like these lovely people who I'm about to read did at the producer level. Um, so our Patreon producers, as of the time of this recording, are Abnormal Mapping, Adrian Arock williams Andrew Rivera, Brendan Clark, Chris Nelson, Colton Crow, DJ Kento, Eli Bergmas, Ginny Wu, Cam Koenig, Matthew Flores, Flowers, not Flores. Um, I mean, that's the English version, whatever. Um, Mikey Phillips, Numair Osman Alamine, Phil Villar, Quentin Hoffman, and Sean Martin. Thank you all for your, Thank you. for your money. You're very kind, and we couldn't do it without you. Um, on that note, we're gonna we're gonna let our lovely guests go. Um, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Joe. Sugar We're Going Down podcasting is exactly what it sounds like. Each week, we get a random Fall Out Boy song and discuss it in various ways, such as... What are its merits musically? Is it a bop? Does it have chugs? It's lyrical complexity. Sometimes Pete writes a triple entendre, and sometimes he doesn't even finish the first entendre. Does the video make any goddamn sense, though? Usually, no. How gay does it make us feel? Usually, a lot of gay. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your personal podcatcher of choice and get a new episode every Wednesday until it kills us. Caitlin, is this more than you bargained for yet? Honestly, it already is. (laughs) 